Well, how the do? I was, I almost just, instead of hitting my mic button, I almost hit end stream. That's where my mind's at right <laughs> Did you tweet? I did. I tweeted earlier well, today, too. If I had a phone, I would have known that. I don't know where your phone is. I, think you took yeah, it I don't either. You. I'm sure I did. Um, but, I'm uh, sure I did. This is GCW Fight Club 2 Houston. Houston. Um, happened on Friday. This is a pretty decent show. Main event was was uh very you know deathmatchy. Um not really our taste. Thought it was okay. Um Everything else is pretty decent. Pretty decent. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Wasn't yeah. fabulous. It was a very stark contrast from uh uh World on GCW. Hammerstein show. Yeah, but you you liked that and I didn't. Right. I'm not meaning in terms of like dislike or liking it. I mean more so the atmosphere, um the the talent shown and because this felt very core GCW. I know it was a lot of loco too. But you had like um GCW mainstays winning like Effie, Ali Catch, Jordan Oliver, um Ninja Mac. You know, those guys Atticus Kogar um, all those guys coming out on top, but, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty decent, and Atticus Kogar had a lot to say at the end, um, which I guess kind of sums up this show compared to, uh, Hammerstein. Yeah, I don't know, I I really enjoyed the show, I just think it was... A GCW show. Yeah. 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 Um, um so, however. Yeah. You want to start talking about the uh, like event? Yeah. Let me change up the signs. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, that was what I was going to say. Did you want to get started? Hmm. Um, also, I was thinking just now, just before we started, and this has nothing to do with GCW. Um, oh, okay. Going back to the Royal Rumble last week. Mm-hmm. In, oh. in the men's in the men's Rumble, there was no like gimmick stuff. Everyone just came out, and we were all just like, oh, "Okay, this person's out. This person's out. Okay, all right." Like they they could have had like Reggie come out and do some flippy shit, do some really cool stuff. Instead, we got Shane McMahon. <clears throat> could have had um. I don't know. Uh, well, it says an interesting gimmick. Uh, yeah, that could be cool for the Rumble. Well, even Sami Zayn had like some shit going into it, and like didn't really. There was nothing like very jackassy about anything that happened with him. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, our truth stuff. Could I our truth? 
pull out a gag. Or, um... Well, is R-Truth even allowed in a wrestling ring anymore? Like, according to Vince? I don't know. Or... I do not know. Uh, but anyway, now that we're going away from the Royal Rumble, um, GCW Fight Club 2. So we started off the event in what looks like a shed. Um, it was a scramble match. Gotta love a good old GCW scramble match to start off the show. Uh, Groom Reefer versus Lowrider versus Jordan Oliver versus Chris Carter. I like this match. Yeah, they do a really good job with all their scramble matches. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been like froggy all day and I don't know why. Hmm. Anyways. Um <clears throat> maybe you're hungover. So, huh? Maybe you're hungover. My voice wouldn't be froggy from being hungover though. Wouldn't be? I feel like it would be. No. Like, if I were, like, if I had gone out and, like, was, like, at a party or something and, like, talking loudly, maybe, but. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because the weather is fucking weird. It's going to be 50 on Thursday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. So. I don't believe that. Anyways. <laughs> you don't have to. It's going to happen one way or the other. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> Wrestling. So Grim Reaper starts off by suplexing Carter into the ropes. Um, Lowrider gets a really bad head scissors to Jordan Oliver. I don't really know who's to blame there. Um, I, I blame Jordan like Oliver. He he took Do you? too long to to sell to bump that. Yeah. It also didn't look like Lowrider had that great of a hold on Jordan Oliver though. Yeah, but we've seen uh, Hurricane Ranas like that that are. Sold good enough to make it look fine. True. Um, Chris Carter then finagles like a wild, never-ending head scissors to Lowrider. Um, Jordan Oliver hits the big breakfast to Carter, and then he gets snapped backwards off the rope by Grim Reefer. Uh, Lowrider hits an Asahi Munso onto Jordan Oliver and Grim Reefer. Carter then goes up top, um, hits a top rope rana to Lowrider. Uh, Reefer takes him, tosses him into the buckles, and sort of like suplexes him. Um, Reefer then does what Grim Reefer does all the time, which is he lights up. Um, and it looks like he's like sharing it with everybody in the ring. But Lowrider keeps it and like hogs it. And he gets attacked by Jordan Oliver and Carter. Um, or no, he gets attacked by Grim Reefer. Mm -hmm. And then Jordan Oliver and Carter super kick both of them. Um, and then eventually Jordan Oliver hits the uh, orange crush to Carter uh, to win, which gets an amazing wrestler for being 19, I think 20. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing some really great work. Um, same with Grim Reefer. Hmm. He said he's got that Dante Martin shit. Yeah, yeah. Although it seems like uh, Jordan Oliver's got a bit more charisma when it comes to promos and such. He... Yeah, like, he doesn't... 
I don't know how to like explain it. It looks like he's trying harder and not mm. to say that like Dante Martin's not trying. It's just, it manifests differently. He has a lot more intensity. Yeah. Um, so up next we have mysterious Q versus Ali catch. And if you caught our, our weekly tweets today, you would have seen that this match was one of our top five matches of the week. Yeah, and <clears throat> for a good reason. This was a really awesome match. Yeah. Um, Mysterious Q is a fun wrestler to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He gives me very intense... Um, almost, and maybe it's just like because of the way he's built. Mm-hmm. But at least physically, he reminds me of Desperado. Okay, okay. Or... I don't really see at it. At face but... value, I guess. Okay. I'll trust you. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, after going back and forth for a second or two, uh, Mysterious Q mocks Catch by ruffling her hair, which I thought was funny as fuck. Um, eventually, Catch hits a back heel turn to Q, and then we get wrist lock after wrist lock after wrist lock um, with both persons like maneuvering out of it. Q ends up running into the post. He gets a hip attack to the face and then a cannibal. Allie then lifts Mysterious Q, hits him with a Death Valley driver. Um, it had like a slight air of the WWE hesitation, mm. I felt. Um, just because it, it seemed like Alley Catch was pulling off more than Mysterious Q was. Um, not to like discount from the match, but that that's just how I felt. Right. Um, However, shortly after I wrote this note, there was like a number of strikes to catch, but no pin. Um, Q hit a blue thunderbomb, and then he goes up top. Catch, however, gets the superplex, floats through, um, but Q reverses it with a small package driver. Then there's a super kick and a half Nelson suplex and a cutter to catch, but still no pin. Eventually, Catch hits a sort of... Yeah. Middle of the road pussy pile driver 2Q and then a second one to actually win a real one to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very fun match. And it's again, a stark contrast to uh, Hammerstein. This match was so much better than uh, Cash vs. Soho. And this was. It was. It felt like. And I think I, I think I know why. I think it's because it felt like it had they had time. Yeah. Like they had time to waste, basically. Catch and Soho felt like they were like trying to just get it fucking done. Yeah. Which felt like a lot of that show, honestly. All right. Right. So then we had Ninja Mac versus Nick Wayne. Two uh two very flippy dudes. Yeah, this was a hard one to follow. I wasn't very um, into this. I wasn't either, honestly. I I started because we saw that episode of MLW. I when this match came on, I was like, maybe Alex Kane has some good points. Maybe that flippy shit is terrible. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of flippy shit. It's like. That that's why I love two people who have conflicting styles wrestling because you have somebody with flippy shit, you have somebody who's more 
with, with more like grappling or or strong style. Because two flippy guys, or even later on when you have four flippy guys in the ring, it's just exhausting. It is. Um, and that that match, the one you're talking about, the uh, quadruple threat, was so hard to pay attention to anything that was happening. Quadruple threat? I've never heard that before. Oh. <laughs> That's interesting. I was like, that doesn't sound right, but I, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> That's an interesting name. Um... So we get a shoulder tackle to Nick Wayne and for the most part, they're pretty evenly paired. They're just like doing that shit where it's like anything you can do, I can do better back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a kick to the back of Wayne's head. Ninja Mac hits a backflip over the top rope onto Wayne ringside. Back in the ring, we inverted atomic drop to Wayne and a big chop to Wayne's chest. Um, Wayne then hits a nasty Canadian destroyer off the ropes to Ninja Mac. Um, and then a moonsault onto Mac's knees. Mac rolls Wayne up to win, which I thought was kind of a shitty ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was not very, I, I didn't love this. Um, there was a match. I don't remember if it was this one. Oh no, no, I'm I'm thinking of a completely different show. Sorry, I I watched NWA recently and there was a match, I think I told you about Trevor Murdoch versus uh Mike Knox. And um at the end, like Mike Knox lifts a shoulder up and the ref stops the count. Trevor Murdoch gets annoyed and right after the count he goes for a roll up and gets a three count and then just walks out. Like it, it is some fucking botched shit. So bad. Mm, hate that. Don't love Trevor Murdoch. I don't, I don't love him. I would need to know. I don't remember what he looks like. Have I seen him before? I've showed you pictures. Yeah. I think you you came in while I was watching that episode. You probably caught a glimpse oh, of him. Oh, 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 oh. He's the guy Matt Cardona's fighting. Yeah. I know who that is. The Virgo. Ah, uh, shit. Alright, so after that match, we had Dante Leon versus Sam Stackhouse. And this was fun. This was any more. This was a good match. This had no right being as fun as this was. Dante Leon. I didn't was think so this was going to be. Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be fun at all. But it was. It was a party. And it was for the Loco title, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Also, um, Tamatanga is tweeting at. Nick, uh, Tony, <clears throat> Tony Khan. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Imagine. <laughs> God. Um. And like, apparently, he's been a free agent since January thirtieth. Oh. And he said, "Hey, Tony, uh, if you like to burn bridges, let's burn some bridges." 
hashtag something or other. I don't know. Is Jay White a free agent? No, I don't. Just recently signed a contract, like last year, beginning of last year, I think. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, Dante Leon versus Sam Stackhouse. All right. Um, so Sam starts by dodging Dante. Um, he catches him as he goes for a springboard um, crossbody, I believe. Um, Stackhouse hits an Ensiguri to Leon and then flattens Leon onto the floor. Um, Sam then like fucks off for a second and comes back with two doors. Um, he sets up one door between two chairs ringside. And then Leon comes around uh, and sets up a second door on some more chairs. And then Stackhouse goes for a double underhook um, suplex, but Leon bops free, goes up to the ramp. And then on the ramp, Leon hits a running bulldog through the doors off of the ramp. Leon ends up going for a flying head scissors with no luck. Um, hits a poison rana, though, to Stackhouse, which, like, was fucking lethal looking. Oh, yeah. Like, I look nasty. Yeah. Um, Stackhouse, however, gets off the black hole slam to Leon. Um, wants to moonsault, but Leon slips away. Uh, we get some, like, funky-ass flip to Stackhouse, and then a shooting star elbow drop onto Stackhouse, but still no pin. Um, a chair makes its first appearance as a weapon. Um, I don't believe it was really used... Oh, yes, it was. Fucking, I'm stupid. Um... It's used immediately, but there's a spinning heel kick to Leon, and then Sam sets Leon up on a door between two chairs and moonsaults onto him to win the match. Fucking nasty finish. Oh, yeah. Awesome match, though. Oh, yeah. Sam Stackhouse is uh, shockingly nimble. Well, they, they were saying that in the beginning of the match, like, he can do things on his feet that, like, you would not expect somebody of his size to be able to do. Yeah. Like, a step up in theory. We should also mention that MLJ or Emil J Emil J. Uh, I think the, it's Emil. He he was on commentary for I think every match except the Effie one. Ali Catch was on commentary for that. Um, yeah. Um, wasn't Brett Lauderdale was on commentary for one of the matches? He too. he came by in between matches. Oh, when they were taking that. Right. He um. He tried to, several times throughout the night, explain a change to the main event, but he never got around to it. But he teased it a bunch throughout the whole show, and he's he's really good on the mic. He's he's got a very good, uh, very good voice. Yeah, he does. Um, I was actually confused. I didn't realize it was him for a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's a guy. <laughs> and then I saw him get out of the ring, and then he's like, oh, I'm back. And I was like, oh. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um. Alright, so then we had Atticus Kogar versus Gino Medina, and this was shockingly short. But This, we'll in my why. opinion, was a bad match. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Little Duck... 5555 asks anyone watch Celebrity Deathmatch? No. Never watched that. Is that the shit that David Arquette's in? 
Is it? Because it feels like the shit David Arquette's in. Let me look it up real quick while you start talking about this this short match. Also, one of these days, I swear to God, our neighbors are going to like come flying through the fucking like floor. Yeah. I don't even know. It makes me crazy. <laughs> um, like, at least you have like the ambiance of like your computer, kind of like the fan, at least. Mm-hmm. I am in a silent ass room. And I just hear like somebody banging something against the wall. It sounds like somebody's like throwing a bowling ball. Anyways, makes me a little crazy. Not the point. So right off the bat, Kogar gets fucking feisty. He just dives right the fuck in. Um, Medina flies between the ropes into Kogar ringside. Uh, we end up getting a suplex to Medina ringside, and then it just turns into a fucking grudge match of sorts. Um, Medina then hits like a step up in Sagiri, but like, let's be honest here, it wasn't successful. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Missed um, by a mile. Yeah, but Kogar fucking kudos to him. Dude sold it like he got fucking clocked. Kogar is very good. Like he's he, there's yeah. a reason he is a G like he revolutionized GCW. He I mean. He's a great heel. He mm-hmm. doesn't look like he fucking gives a shit that anybody hates him. He loves it. He's fun. It's, it's somebody you love to fucking hate. He's like, he's I like think that's what makes a great heel. He's like Baron Corbin if Baron Corbin got to do whatever he wanted. Because Corbin loves yeah. being a heel. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Um, Kogar gets some skewers, um, as Kogar is one to do. Um, puts them into Medina's head. Um, then, like, his stomach... Um, then he gets Medina's head put between a chair and like runs a knee into said chair. That was sick. Um, that was so that was sick. <laughs> that was like the coolest thing about the whole match. It's just that one move. That was that was pretty sick. Um, and I missed part of it though. Mm. I felt real good. Um, and then Medina loses handily. I think us covering this match lasted longer than the match actually did. Yeah, it, and it sucked because like Medina seemed to be like a favorite. They said he was a Kogar second generation him. wrestler. Yeah, and Kogar just fucking like annihilated him. Um, and I looked up celebrity death match. It does not have David Arquette. It was like a stop motion thing in the early two thousands on MTV. Oh, oh, oh! I think I've heard of that. Have you? I don't think I've seen it, but I, I've definitely, I definitely recognize it. Hmm. I've never heard but, of it before. Well, you found something new. Yeah. Um, I want to look up Gino Medina real quick. See who... Oh, he's an MLW. Um, he is the son of... El Sanguinario. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, after that, we had Effie versus Brian Keith. This match also went hard. This was pretty great. Yeah. Um, and Effie was not actually booked to be in this match. Yeah, it was supposed to be Tony Deppin, but uh, Tony Deppin had travel issues. He decided issues. to have a child. 
He said on Twitter it was because of travel issues. I don't know why they were talking about his kid. Oh. I guess maybe because we all assumed that he just had a kid and he would want to be home for that, so that seemed like the obvious reason. Yeah. Because he said, like, unfortunately... Maybe the travel issue was that he had a kid. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but he was, he missed uh, this show and um, If I Die. If I Die First. Or Welcome to the Heartbreak, whichever one is happening this weekend. It was If I Die First, I believe. Okay. <clears throat> um yeah so effie comes out new hair new effie um fucking anakin uh padawan <laughs> rat tail yeah i uh don't love it but i'm glad he's having fun so we get a boot across the face of Effie right off the bat. Effie immediately changes things around, though, with a knee to the side of Keith's head. Effie then smooches Keith, um, hits a sack rider to him, and then we get a dragon screw to Effie and a huge lariat. Um, <clears throat> up top, Effie gets hung up looking for a superplex. Um, and then Effie decides to hit a cutter onto Keith off the turnbuckle to ringside. <clears throat> which... Looked fucking awful. Like not awful in the sense that like it looked like a bad move. It just looked like nasty. Um, plus, like there's not like the thickest padding in the world at yeah. GCW shows, and it's like a cement floor. And mm -hmm. like I think his shoulders smacked the cement floor, and I was like, it did, it did. <sighs> but he's moving yeah. real fast after that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Back in the ring, we get a boot across the face of Keith and a leg DDT to Keith. Um, eventually we get a double under a double underhook pile driver to Effie. Effie, however, sends Keith up and over uh, his back to pin him. Yeah, good match. Yeah, really, really great stuff. Um, and having Allie catch on commentary, I thought was awesome. For this it was because yeah, you love to hear a friend talking about a friend. She's got a really good commentary voice too. She does. She's like. She's no fucking Trey Miguel on commentary. That's for goddamn sure. Mm -hmm. She was she's very good at what she was doing. Yeah, yeah. And she's not. She wasn't like most wrestlers on commentary, where she like just like barely reacts to, or mostly does reactions, and like doesn't really give insight very much. She was. She yeah. Felt like a real commentator. Yeah, because she was talking about Effie's the the new Effie variant mm -hmm. as. Um, she put it. Uh, <laughs> she talked about that. She uh, his new moves too. Yeah, she pointed out new moves. She got excited when he executed certain moves. I loved it. Yeah. Um. All right. So then, up next, we had a flippy fatal four way. <clears throat> fatal four way. That's the word we yeah. use. Yeah. Uh, with Mascara Dorada, formerly known as Grand Metalink, uh, Gringo Loco. Blake Christian, formerly known as um, Trey Baxter, and ASF. This was hard to follow. A lot of flippy shit. Um, literally, my second note is just there's a lot happening because there was so fucking much going on. Yeah, and I was like, I can't keep up with this. But there was a callback to Hammerstein. 
Yeah, remember the the triple um Oh yeah. electric chair or whatever, torture yes. chair or whatever. Yeah. To the poison rana. Uh well this was into a dropkick. But the dropkick led into a poison rana. Oh yes it did. You're right. You're right. Anyways, um so Christian kicks Mascara Dorada back right into an arm drag from Mascara Dorada to Gringo Loco. Um, this is when I said there was a lot happening because everybody was fucking attacking everybody and it was all this flippy shit and I didn't know what the fuck I'm gonna make of it. That's it. Um, we get a flying head scissors. What was that? <laughs> uh oh. Uh, something went wrong. <laughs> um, we got a flying head scissors to Blake and, um, Oh, uh, so flying heads is to Blake from Mascara Dorada, um, <clears throat> which sends him out to the ringside area. Um, Mascara Dorada then flies out onto him, but ASF then dives out onto both of them. Um, we then have a flying head scissors to Gringo Loco and a botch like no other from Mascara Dorada to Loco. It's just a bad move. Um <clears throat> Then a springboard Cazador roll up um, and a Cazador sleeper onto Logo and Mascara Dorada. Um, don't know what that means. Uh, ASF then flies out onto Gringo Loco and Mascara Dorada before uh, Blake Christian. Oh. What? I'm so stupid. That's what. So we get a springboard Cazador roll up. Right? That happens. Then we get a double dragon sleeper onto Gringo Loco Mascara Dorada. I must have written Cazadora because I was focused on that word from the last note. It was a double dragon sleeper onto Gringo Loco and Mascara Dorada. Um, ASF then flies out onto both of them before Blake Christian lets them go. Um, ASF goes for the Sunset Flip Powerbomb, but Blake Christian gets out of the way. We get a Death Valley Driver and a seated dropkick to Blake Christian from ASF. We have a Spanish fly off the ropes to Mascara Dorada from Blake Christian, and then Blake Christian just starts clearing the field of men. Um, and then we get our triple electric chair. Um, Gringo Loco is the base. Um, I believe Blake Christian was in the middle and ASF was on top, which would make sense physically. Mm -hmm. um, and then Mascara Dorada comes up on the opposite corner and drop kicks both of them. Um, which then leads into the poison Rana from ASF to Blake Christian. Um, then there's a head scissors to Gringo Loco over the ropes from Mascara Dorada. ASF flies out onto the two men and then I fucked up. Because I had no clue how the finish went. I did not catch it. Um, I didn't catch it either. I think Blake Christian pinned ASF. Um, because it definitely wasn't Mascara Dorada. Could have been Gringo Loco he pinned. But I don't remember the finish exactly. Yeah, I honestly don't recall. Um, which you can blame the flippy shit for that because it's not my fault. Um, yeah. it was funny though because. 
they were teasing that they had a surprise for the entire uh, pay-per-view. And the commentary guy who was not Emil, um, Dave he Prezak? was trying to get Brett. Hmm? Dave Prezak? I don't think that was Dave Prezak. I think so. I think it was. I'm almost positive it wasn't because I'm almost positive that he said his name and I was like, I don't know that fucking person. Hmm. Okay. Um, I could be totally wrong, but I think I'm right. Um, but yeah, Brett Lauderdale is like not giving away like his secrets and um, <clears throat> it's like kind of a thing. And then at the end of this match, Gringo Loco gets the mic, but they're setting up for the next match. And all you hear before Gringo Loco actually starts talking is Brett Lauderdale, who initially said, oh, I have to go direct traffic. Um, into the announce mic. You then hear him say, stop setting up the cage. Stop setting up the steel cage. <laughs> I was like, oh my fucking God. Uh, yeah, the commentary was by Kevin Gill. Yeah, I was going to say, it started with a K. Um, he's from New York City. Well, what you want that? He's got a horrible ratings. Horrible ratings as a commentator on a cage match. All zeros, like a couple ones. Ooh, he's got one six rating. Wow. Um, but anyway, yeah, the advertised match was supposed to be Sadika versus Matt Tremont. But Matt Tremont uh, ran into travel issues. So it became Sadika versus Jimmy Lloyd. But then, see someone start to climb the cage. Turns out it's Chris Carter. He makes the match triple threat. But then, as the match is about to start, somebody's music starts playing, and out comes Atticus Koger. And he says, We go from Hammerstein to this shithole building. Those of you at home who don't know, it's 30 degrees in here. And yeah, we saw people's uh, breath. We saw it at the Effie Brian Keith match specifically. Uh, no wonder Tremont didn't show up. Now the main event of GCW. You got Jimmy Lloyd, Sadika, and then this loser who just runs out and enters himself in the main event. That's how things are run. How about we make this a main event caliber match? If I lose, I'll pack my bags and go back to Ohio. Um... And honestly, Atticus Coger made this such a better match, honestly. I feel like he's right. He did make this a main event level match. Yeah. Um. Took a lot of notes on this, actually. Did you? Yeah. Um. So it definitely, like, they kind of sell it in the beginning as, like, nobody. <coughs> Fuck. <coughs> I miss having the froggy throat. Now I've just got to tickle. <coughs> Um, it, they kind of sell it like they don't really know what to make of it. Mm -hmm. Like the four people in the ring, kind of like are awkwardly like walking around each other. Um, Sadika uh, eventually kicks things off by cannonballing into Jimmy Lloyd. There's an open palm strike to Sadika from Kogar before he chokes her out against the ropes. Um, Sadika is then sent into a chair in the corner that she set up herself, which fucking sucks. It's an egg on your face or chair. Um. Then a cutter DDT to Lloyd from Carter and a dropkick to Carter from Sadika. 
Uh, Sonica then hits a chair shot to the head of Kogar, and then she's got a chair set up between Jimmy Lloyd's legs, and she uses another chair to hammer that one chair into his balls. Um, eventually, the light tubes come out, and we get a light tube to the back of Sadika, and then the head of Kogar. Or, and then the head from Kogar. Sorry. Um, then we get light tubes to the head of Kogar from Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd gets, a, um, gets Carter up in the gorilla press, throws him into the cage, uh, and then Sadika does something that I never want to fucking watch ever again, which was she took two, three light tubes, I think, shoved it down the back of Jimmy Lloyd's shirt and then drop kicked it. And I said. Fuck that. Yeah. Last thing I want is light tube in my spine. Yeah. But, uh, OK. <laughs> um. Then we get an airy crash to Carter from Kogar after a low blow. Uh, we get some light tubes to the face of Kogar vis-a-vis the knees of Sadika. Um, then Carter and Lloyd just smack each other over the head with this broken fucking door. Just back and forth, just taking turns. Unprotect- um, unprotected headshots. Unprotected headshots, but not just that. Like The door for like a good long second, especially the one going into Carter's head, Jimmy Lloyd looked like he was slapping it in. And then on top of that, there was no give to the door whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, it took a couple of hits for it to finally crack. And so you just see, like, slap right into the head. I was like... And then oh. there was an unprotected chair shot. Right after. Yes, because his head goes through the door. And then Lloyd gets a chair and smacks it right into the head of Carter. And then you watch the referee trying to get Carter's head out of the door, and they can't. And I was getting very anxious. Um, then we have, like, a very strange moment in the match where it's, like, this weird standoff with light tube. Where everybody's got a light tube, and no one knows who the fuck they're going after. So they'll just kind of stand there. And then it kicks off, and they fucking hit each other with them. Um, there's a sky twister press from Sadika onto some light tubes on the stomach of Kogar, which Kogar holds in place the entire time. And I was like, you uh, didn't have to do that. <laughs> you could have let them go. Yeah. Um, eventually, we get a Canadian destroyer to Lloyd from Carter off the ropes into what is now rubble. Um, and then Kogar does the thing that I hate that he does, but it's like his thing. So I've got to accept it as it is. Um, which is he gets those skewers out again. Those little skewers. And he's got a lot of skewers. I don't know where he fucking keeps Just them. So many. That's gotta be um, so uncomfortable to wrestle with. Imagine you fucking like you're wrestling, you just skewer your own fucking leg. Oh. He's gotta um, have like his his pockets lined with something so that doesn't happen. I but like the thing is I don't get where he keeps them because he wears skinny jeans. Yeah. Yeah. And he just pulls this shit out. It fucking amazes me. Um, but he takes some skewers, gets some in the head of Carter. Like, there's some here, and then some here. Sort of like, I was thinking, like, oh, like, you know, Silver Tooth Satan kind of vibe. Um, and then he gets them, like, right around here, I think. Um, really digs those in to Carter's head. And then they're still sticking out, and Sweet, Sweet Kogar takes a chair to his head. 
um, just to get those spheres in there. And then we get a screwdriver DDT to Carter for Kogar to win. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't surprised uh, Kogar won. Um, it was only because he wasn't the original match person. But right. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't my favorite match. Really? I like this match a lot, honestly. Really? Yeah. Um, I think this is my least favorite match, actually. <laughs> it's because really? there's, like, nothing to it. It's all, like, light tubes and shit. Well, yeah, it was a death match. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like light tubes. I don't. I think that you just have Nigel McGuinness in your head. But they're also, like, like there's no... There's no magic to them because they're so easy to break. You just wail them over there. Like they use so many. Like, in my opinion, there are two great death matches that I have watched that I can recall. Two that were probably as perfect as you can get. That are that were specifically death matches. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho, and uh, Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega. That was a good one. That was a really good one. And if you want to consider Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, I don't because that was just a steel cage match. But you could make the argument that that's a death match. Um, there, there's there's a nice balance to be struck, and I I think every weapon kind of needs its needs a spotlight, you know. Light tubes, they, they come and go so easily that there's no flaunt to them. There's no magic. No. I guess. I like this. I just thought there was a lot of action to it, and it was... Yeah. Yeah. And all, I, I think the chair shots also... Like, there were so many unprotected chair shots. I hate them. That's true. Like, unprotected chair shots do make me a little nervous. Like, uh, that. that's... One of, uh, um, fuck, what's his name? Mick Foley's, like, biggest regrets in his career was taking the unprotected chair shot from The Rock. Like, he, he, well, I don't blame him. Like, he, that shit, like, that should never happen. Just cover your fucking sure. head. It makes no difference. Yeah. It's not like it's it's not like blading and all that where there is a clear difference in like whether or not someone blades. Um, you, you protect a chair shot. You don't protect it. It's the same results, just without long term trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So that's a that's a recap of the show. That's uh, GCW Fight Club Two. Um, do you want to go to the best of the night? Yeah, let's do that. If you have a, if you have a question for a question segment, which is after our best of the night, leave it in the chat now. So it's there when we move on. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and we'll get to it in the next video. Which reminds me, I gotta open up my laptop for the questions on YouTube. If there are any. Um... But if you're listening on Spotify, join us at the live show, twitch.tv forward slash a pinfall podcast. We love to chat with you.
All right, so. Best of the night. Let's talk about wrestler of the night. Um, huh. This one's tough. Wrestler of the night is very tough. Um, all right, I've got three choices for you. Grim Reefer, Dante Leon, and Atticus Coger. Probably have to say Dante Leon. Okay, okay, okay. I, I can agree with that. All right. So now, match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night, and then we'll talk about which one's the match of the night. So, starting with. My worst, my least favorite match of the night, and I already said what that is technically. Uh, Sadie Gov versus Atticus Kogar versus Jimmy Lloyd versus Chris Carter. I put it as a three out of ten. I don't know. And I disagree, but that's fair. They could have also done without the steel cage. I don't know why the steel cage was there. Yeah, the steel cage was very. It clearly didn't stop people from entering the match. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it wasn't like anybody like escaped it. So yeah, or like it had any any importance in the match. Like no one was really like slammed into it or anything. Uh, next up, four out of ten. Atticus Koger versus Gino Medina. That was a squash, squash match. Uh, next up, five out of ten. Ninja Mac versus Nick Wayne. It's like this one was so hard to follow because the two flippy guys, anticlimactic finish. It was, it was, you know, had some interesting spots, but that's really it. Yeah. Uh, next up, five out of ten: Grim Reefer versus Low Rider versus Jordan Oliver versus Chris Carter. I thought it was all right. It was, it was pretty, pretty good, pretty decent. Um, want to see a lot more of Jordan Oliver in the future and just see Grim Reefer doing a lot alright next up 6 out of 10 Mascara Dorada versus Gringo Loco versus Blake Christian versus ASF it was very hard to follow would have been a lot higher if there was at least somebody with a different style of wrestling in there um, but there were some really cool spots like that uh, electric chair poison rana that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it was pretty fun. Next up, 6 out of 10, Effie versus Brian Keith. Very fun match, very fun. Okay. Um, that that spot with Effie doing the, the um, neck breaker. Where was the neck breaker? Oh no, it was it sliced bread that he did? Onto the floor? It was a cutter. Cutter, okay. Um... Okay. That was a great spot. Uh, next up, 6 out of 10, Dante Leon versus Sam Stackhouse. It was a very fun match. Mm -hmm. Sam Stackhouse surprised me. And Dante Leon's obviously fantastic. Yeah. Alright, my pick for match of the night. Mysterious Q versus Alley Catch, seven out of ten. This was this was so much fun. They had great chemistry. 
They really did. You agree? I agree. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So to run it back, promo uh, wrestler of the night, Dante Leon. Uh, match of the night, Mysterious Q versus Alley Catch. Uh, let me see if we have any questions. It doesn't look like we have any in the chat right now. Um, ba -ba -ba. Let's see. Let me see. I don't know. We have no questions. So, no, no questions today. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do about that? Let's look um, at the cat. Well, actually, let me just say, next week, for our next Sunday show, what do you want to do, Liz? Should we do, should we pick the one we've already got in mind, or should we select four and do a poll on Twitter? We could select four and do a poll. I think it could be a little fun. We do, we do a poll from now on. Unless there's like an obvious one like WrestleMania. We could do that. Um cool. So one one of the four will be Warrior Wrestling because you got two big names coming back. Uh Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, and Lince Dorado. But uh anyway. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yes, if you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in, in the future, thank you so much. Um, we will be back Tuesday for our WWE 2K20 stream. For once, we're not doing a Monday show or doing anything Monday, which is yeah. lovely. Um, yeah, so please join us. It will be fun. And then after Tuesday, we'll be doing our Wednesday Dynamite show where we'll find out who the fuck Tony Khan is signing. And see that Texas death match. Oh, hell yeah. That's going to be sick as fuck. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitch are all the Pinfall Podcast. Just search Pinfall Podcast or go to twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast to join us on every platform. Support us as best you can. We really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for watching once again. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine 23. And we'll see you all on Tuesday for WWE 2K20. Our road to WrestleMania has started. Where we're past the Elimination Chamber. Next up is Fastlane. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great Monday, and we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>